Hello, this is Jada and Emlyn with another episode of Stories Behind the Scrubs. On this podcast, we interview medical professionals in order to get a better idea of what it is they do and why they do it. We also listen as they tell us their story, recounting how they chose to go into medicine. On today's episode of Stories Behind the Scrubs, we're going to be talking to child life specialist James Swan. So, this is my friend, Emlyn. Uh, this is who I've been doing the podcast with. It's nice to nice. meet you. This is so cool that y'all did this. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to know more about the medical field and see, like, what we were interested in. Yeah. So, um, y'all just are kind of doing this for fun. I mean, just kind of just to learn more, not necessarily for, like, a class or a project or anything. Yeah, it's just for fun. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, if you want to go ahead and get started, uh Let's just start kind of um, where you went to high school and what some of your interests were and like what you did as a high school student. So in high school, I went to a really small private school in a small town in Louisiana. So like my class had 38 people in it, for example, so it's really small. Um, and it was like considered a college preparatory school. And so they did really try to you know, the studies were a little more challenging really to try to prepare you for college. Um, I felt like I was very involved in sports. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know, really in high school. I wasn't really sure. Um, I was really involved in sports. I knew that I, I did a lot of like volunteer work with in like the community and like with children, like I would volunteer, like I had a I have a sister that's 10 years younger than me. And so she played sports as well. And so I did a lot of like volunteering with her sports team and helping, you know, children younger than me, like with sports. And I volunteered at my church and helped in the church nursery. And so kind of through all of that volunteering, um, I really knew that I wanted to work with children. Like I felt like that kind of came natural for me. And so I really knew that I wanted to do something with children. I just didn't know exactly what what that was going to be at that point would you say while you were in school you were a pretty good student or did you have some academic challenges along the way um I actually was um a really good good student I but I was also the type of person who I studied a lot like I put a lot of pressure on myself to like make good grades like it didn't come from my parents or anyone that anyone else I'm not sure exactly why I was that way but I really put a lot of pressure on myself to and so I studied a lot where you know some of my friends just were na not naturally smart but it, it, I felt like some of the subjects and things came easier to them but for me I really had to study a lot but I did it because I wanted to make good grades like I was the type of person that if I made a B it was like the end of the world so, so um, I've changed a lot since then, but I, I was really hard and really pushed myself and studied a lot just to make sure that I had really good grades. Yeah, I think Emily and I are also kind of like that, wanting to get good grades and studying ourselves. Um, so that's totally relatable. Um, but when you were in high school, you said that you didn't really know what you wanted to do, but what was your plan for the future? So I knew that um, I wanted to do something with kids and I... I became interested in the medical setting just because we had family friends that worked in the hospital. Like some of my close family friends were like nurses and things like that, you know, in the medical field. And so that was definitely piqued my interest. 
Um, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I will say like closer to the end of high school, like when I was say senior, like really trying to figure out more, I kind of decided was leaning towards becoming a pediatrician just because I didn't really know just being from a small town, small community. I didn't really know about all the different careers and things that existed in the healthcare setting. So to me, it's like you be a doctor or a nurse. Like I didn't really know there were a lot of options. And so um, I was leaning towards the medical field just because I had family friends that were doctors and they would, you know, I, I could spend some time with them at their office, sort of shadowing a little bit, learning more. And I was like, oh, maybe this is what I want to do. But I knew I wanted to, you know, be like a pediatrician because I knew I still wanted to work with, with kids. So so yeah, so that's kind of what I started out in in college is um, is like a pre-med major. Actually ended up, you know, getting a degree in like biology and chemistry. So really unrelated to what I do now, but yes. So uh, where did you go to college and what would you say was the biggest difference like transitionally between high school and college for you? For me, the, the size definitely like so I went to school at Louisiana Tech University in Ruston, which while Louisiana Tech is not one of the biggest colleges in um, Louisiana, but just coming from such a small town in a small school, just like the class sizes were and, and just like it was really eye opening to me because I had always been in just such small group settings. And so I feel like the size was definitely a big, um, a big change for me. So, and just, um, I also felt like it was harder, like for me, like our teachers, they were also approachable and easy just because it was such small classes. Like you really knew them really well. And just being from a small town, it's like, you know, their kids, like you, you might be having sleepovers at their house because, you know, it's just a different like environment. And so you're really close knit with all of my high school teachers and knew them very well and felt very comfortable going, you know, to them for help or extra advice on anything. And so that was kind of a change, a transition, just being in these huge classes, not quite having those same relationships and how to approach professors and things like that. So I feel like that's kind of one of the biggest challenges for me, just coming from a small town. Yeah. And then you had said earlier um, that you, pretty much went down like a pre-med track. Did you discover in college that you wanted to switch to something else? Yes. So actually I, um, I just, I did, but I didn't discover it until my senior year of college. So for, so I studied, so I actually have a bachelor's degree in chemistry and I have a minor in biology. And so my focus was a pre was pre-med. And so when I was in college every summer, I was a camp counselor at a summer camp for children that had disabilities. So each week we would have like a different disability and I lived out there for the summer. And so um, just, just trying to get more experiences with children and different disabilities and different healthcare needs, I thought would be a good, um, would really prepare me for like applying to medical school and that sort of thing, which is why I, I chose to do that. And I really enjoyed it. But as I was there, the summer before my senior year of college, um, there was another counselor there who was studying to be a child life specialist. And so she, and I had never heard of it. And so I was like, oh, tell me more. It's like a light bulb went off. And um, so, I, cause I knew I wanted to work with children in a, in a healthcare setting. And when she started describing what it was, I was like, oh my goodness, that's like exactly what I want to do. I just, 
I just didn't know it existed. And so, but since I was already, you know, close to my senior year, I mean, I was already almost finished with my degree. I ended up, you know, finishing that degree and going on to get my master's so I could kind of do what I really wanted to do. Uh, what would you, what were some skills that, uh, that you learned in college and that helped you to become successful in the career that you have now? I would say, um, I feel like just the opportunity to work with so many different types of people was really helpful. You know, just like even in college, like when you're working in like little group projects or group settings, I feel like that's something that was really valuable, just like learning. And I feel like it kind of prepares you with how to work in like a team, like I'm on a team now. So I feel like that was one thing that was really helpful was just like working with different people who have different ideas and learning how to become open to other people's ideas and sharing, you know, your thoughts and that sort of thing. So I feel like that's definitely one thing that has helped me um, in my career now. I'm trying to think, I mean, definitely some of the, the medical experiences that I've had, like learning about all of those different disabilities that I got to experience um, kind of, you know, in that different setting in that camp setting was actually, you know, where you're like the counselor. So you're like staying in those um, cabins with the patients. And so I feel like that really gives you like a different perspective than just like being at a hospital with them. So I feel like some of those um, encounters and some of the, the work that I did, you know, before kind of helped prepare me for what I do now. And it's been really helpful as well. Yeah. And then, um, before we start talking more about like what you do now, can you just kind of tell everyone what a child life specialist is? Because that's something I definitely had not heard of before actually meeting you. Yes. Yes. So basically um, we have degrees, like my degree is in human development and family studies. And there you can get, you know, the, the main goal of it is to have a really strong background in child development. And so we study how children develop normally. And we also kind of specialize in, in how we can kind of keep children developing as normal as possible, despite being in a hospital setting or having a chronic illness. Um, and the way we do that, so our whole goal is just to kind of keep them developing on track despite all the things that they're experiencing. And so the way that we do that is by like preparing them for procedures, explaining what their diagnosis is, supporting them during procedures and during, you know, things that might be a little bit difficult just to kind of help them not be hopefully traumatized by it. And so we really try to reduce anxiety, just teach them coping skills that they can really use for the rest of their lives. So basically trying to just make that environment a little easier for them. Yeah. And then um, as a child life specialist, who are you working with in the hospital setting? Obviously you're working with kids, but is that who you're working with the most? Or do you also work alongside like the doctors or administrators? So we are definitely a part of the multidisciplinary team. So we work with doctors very closely, nurses definitely very closely, um, really social work, like all, all of the disciplines where we very much are multidisciplinary. Um, for example, the doctors, we help them explain things like sometimes when a child is diagnosed with a, a certain illness, they might, you know, it's easy for them to explain it to the parents and adults in the room, but sometimes it's hard to find the words to use 
for a younger child. And so we can kind of help them with that. So we may go in with the doctor and the doctor may talk with the parents and we may help explain to the patient what's happening. We definitely, you know, work with the nurses and, you know, our goal is to make their job easier. So if say they have to give a child an IV, so we can go in ahead of the nurse and explain to the patient, this is what's gonna happen and try to come up with a plan of what we can do to make it easier for them. And a lot of times by doing that, the child is more prepared, they'll, they'll cooperate more, that sort of thing, which kind of makes it easier for the nurse. So we, um, you know, we definitely try to make their job easier as well. And then we work with social work as well, because we may be working with a family and a parent might voice some concerns or maybe need some resources that we're like, oh, we know just who to get involved. So all of us kind of work together and listen for things, you know, if we hear, or even like chaplains, we work closely with chaplains at the hospital. So if there's some spiritual care needs, we can pull in the chaplain. So we're all very involved as a team at the hospital. So I would say we work with almost every discipline there. That sounds like you, it sounds like you have a really well-rounded career. Um, you had said that for your career that you need to know a lot about child development. Um, as a chemistry major, how did you prepare yourself for this? Is this a skill that uh, you learn in your job training or with past experience required? So basically when I started my master's degree, that's where I got all of my child development coursework because um, unfortunately I don't really, I didn't, I don't really use my degree um, from my undergrad really. I mostly just rely on my master's degree. Um, but I will say I did some things from having the chemistry biology degree have been helpful to me as a child life specialist, just because I was able to take like medical terminology. And so just like understanding some of the, the illnesses, diseases, things that these, these children have, it, it makes it easier for me to explain to them on their level, just because I have a little background or knowledge in what some of those things are. Um, but I will say like most of my knowledge is from my grads, my master's degree where, and that's really where you learn about all these different theories um, of how children develop, like, you know, their cognitive development, you know, their social emotional development, like every part of them. So you just like learn all these theories and how they develop and um, you just kind of learn, you know, what is good language to use for certain age kids based on their development. But I would say like, you know, once you complete your degree, you do an internship to become a child life specialist, to become certified. And I feel like that internship is where you really kind of can kind of connect all the pieces. So like you're learning all the theories and things in school. And then when you get in that hospital setting, you totally can see it all happening right before your eyes. So it's kind of cool to see, to see how it all kind of fits together once you're in the hospital world. So a lot of the um, doctors that we've talked to had said that residency, um, similar to like your internship, was what had really helped them in their profession, um, whereas medical school was more just like learning the basics and they don't really use that in everyday life. Would you say that's really the same here? Yes, I think that's very similar because you really, your internship is where you really get that hands-on you know, where you're really learning how to apply that knowledge. And for sure, that's, that's where I would say has been the most helpful thing I've done. Going off of your internship, 
What would you say is one of the most important skills you think child life specialists have to have working closely with all these different age groups and stuff? Um, I'm trying to, that's a hard one. Um, definitely, I think you have to have a lot of um, just like compassion. Like you kind of have to be able to like put yourself in their shoes, a lot of empathy, you know, just to kind of meet them where they're at, you know, um, you definitely need those types of qualities. You definitely have to be, I would say, adaptable and flexible because you just, you know, say you're looking on um, a piece of paper that says, you know, this age kid is having this procedure. And so you might have in your mind, okay, typically this is how it goes. But then when you actually get in a situation, you know, kids can cope so differently. And so I feel like being able to adapt and be flexible, think on your feet is really helpful um, in this role because you're not exactly sure how things are gonna go all the time. And so I think that that can be really helpful as well. Um, also, I think just communication is good, like feeling comfortable talking with, you know, people of all different ages and levels, like you know, you have to, and then also communicating that information that you learn um, working with the patients and the families, being able to communicate that to the medical team. So feeling comfortable, like with your communication. So really good communication skills, I would feel, I feel like are really helpful as well. And learning how to adapt, you know, what you're saying or what you need to teach on different levels is really helpful. So one thing we were wondering about your job as a child life specialist, you work with children, obviously, and you, uh, you're you talking to them about medical procedures and what's happening with them when they're uh, under medical care, uh, which I can imagine can be hard at times. So what would you say is the most difficult part of your job and what do you do to handle it? So I think that one of the most difficult parts of our jobs is we do work with patients that are at the end of life. Um, and so that can be really challenging. Um, one of our roles as child life specialists is we help with like memory making, legacy building with patients that are at end of life. Um, and so that can be really challenging, just like, you know, working with the families, trying to help them come up with ideas or different projects or things that we can do to help that patient leave a legacy or to help create memories for that family. And so that can be, that's really hard and can be really sad. Um, so I feel like that's kind of one of the hardest things that I do is I would say like work with, with patients at the end of life or patients that have died. And so we, we do like, we make like, um, sometimes we'll make like offer like little hand molds or footprint, you know, ink prints, um, different resources we'll provide to the families just to help them with that difficult time. But that is one of, I feel like, one of the most challenging parts of my job. So it's really hard to see. And it doesn't matter how long you've done it, it still, still can be really hard to see. So that's definitely what's been the hardest part for me. Yeah, I can imagine. People, people often think that when you're working with kids, it's a lot of, like, smiles and laughing. And I'm sure it is. However, it makes it that much harder when you're faced with difficult situations. Um, how much time would you say that you spend with each of your patients? Is it something, do you, like do you like go on rotations and do you check in with them quickly or do you get to build more uh do you get to build connections with them and that's a great question so a lot of at least at our, in my hospital we sort of have like a primary coverage area 
And so I happen to be more in the outpatient world. And so my primary um, focus right now is radiology. So more of my interactions are, are more, I would say more quick and I can see a, more patients. Um, and I don't get to build as much of a relationship because a lot of times the patients are just coming in for um, like an MRI or a CT scan and I might not ever see them again. Um, so currently, I would say my, my, I just sort of can meet several different patients and, and basically I work mostly with, with patients that are getting like MRIs or CT scans, or there's a few other like interventional radiology procedures and things that I help with, but it's very procedure based. And so most of the day I am meeting a patient checking in with them, asking them if they understand or want to learn more about the procedure that they're going to have that day. Um, and most of them want to know more. And so I'll like prepare them using like pictures or books or depending on what procedure they're having, I help explain to them on their level what's going to happen, kind of sensory information, what to expect. And then um, a lot of times I'll be with them during the procedure to support them just to make things, you know, we'll kind of create a coping plan. Like, do you want to count before? Do you want to know what's happening during? Do you want to look away or do you like to watch? And so we kind of make a plan to help whatever's going to make it easier for that patient. And so then I'll support them during, and then when they're done, they'll leave. And then I'll just kind of do that with the next patient. So I'm kind of doing a lot of procedures currently. Um, whereas I've had, you know, positions before where I worked more with like a chronic illness and I feel like those that's of course been some of my favorite work where you get to really get to know the families because they're coming in each week and so you really get to build those relationships and spend time and get to know them and, and kind of help them with all aspects of their treatment and so it just sort of depends on what area you're in but as a child life specialist you can you know, you can be work in the inpatient units, um, which I feel like are more kind of slower pace where you might not see as many patients because you're spending more time with each one. Um, where, or you can be like in an emergency department, which is very fast paced where you kind of go from patient to patient to patient. Um, or like the outpatient world is very similar. So it's sort of, you know, as a child specialist, it's kind of a neat job because you can be in all these different areas so, and kind of find what interests you and, and kind of what, what works for your personality type. So, so it's really interesting. Yeah. I, well, I remember when Brian was in the hospital, it's like every time he went in, he wanted to see you. And so like, we'd be sending nurses and all sorts of people to try to go find you. But before becoming a child life specialist, um, I'm sure you had imagined what the career was like would you say it's similar to what you had imagined and another question to kind of follow up on that would be um, what do you wish you had known about this profession um, before you had settled on what you were going to do oh that's that's good um I would say I so I did my internship at a small hospital in Louisiana it was Children's Hospital of New Orleans, which is probably one of the bigger ch children's hospitals in the state of Louisiana, but still compared to like Texas Children's, those are very small. And so I feel like my internship did not quite prepare me for what it was truly like, I mean, like for truly where I was going to work, because I ended up getting a job at, 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 and actually my first job was at MD Anderson. Um, 
in the medical center in Houston. And so I started out working with patients that had, you know, cancer and blood disorders on the inpatient unit. But I feel like my internship, um, it was a, it was very play-based. So I did, which was great. It's a huge part of child life is just play, just to help the patients normalize that environment for them, you know, so there's a lot of play involved, but I feel like once, and that was where my internship was very play-based. It was a lot of normalization, a lot of making sure the patients were comfortable, some teaching, but I would feel like majority like normalization and play. And so I feel like once I transitioned to Texas Children's, it was like a whole different world because it was very, um, of course, huge, uh, way bigger, than anything I'd experienced before. And it was very procedure based. So I feel like they were really, the, the child life team at Texas Children's was very focused on making sure those procedures went smoothly for the patient. So that was a big aspect. And so I feel like it was a kind of on the job training when I moved to that to a much larger hospital. But it was really great because there, there was, we had such a huge child life team. So you had so many people to like use as a resource and to pick their brains and like figure out kind of that new world. So it worked out really great, but I feel like I wasn't necessarily prepared in my internship of what I was going to actually experience. Like some of the things, sure, I did some of the things during my internship, but a lot of it I kind of learned when I was there. So which is another good quality. You got to be able to just adapt and, and like learn fast. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Uh, you had said before, it, were, it sounds like there's a lot of variation even within your career. Uh, you had said there are people that work uh, mostly inpatient or outpatient in emergency. Uh, so just with all this variation, what would you say separates a good child life specialist from an excellent one? Like what can people, what kind of traits do people possess that make them excel in this career? Ooh, I don't know that there's necessarily good or excellent. Like the way we, we focus, like, the, or the way we kind of talk about it on our team is we feel like everyone has different strengths. So I feel like some people, their strength is like building fast rapport. So being able to like engage a child really quickly. And so I feel like um, if you have that sort of like ability to like build fast rapport, you, you thrive in like the outpatient or the emergency center environment, you know, environment per se. And then there's some patient, there's some child specialists who are very like creative and artsy. That's kind of their gift. And I feel like they do, they can do really well, like in an inpatient setting with coming up with like all these like therapeutic activities. Cause in the inpatient setting, sometimes you're dealing with kids that are in the hospital for a really long time. So figuring out how to help them like identify like how they're feeling about being in the hospital. And then also kind of coming up with like activities and, you know, therapeutic things to help them kind of process through some of those feelings. I feel like some of our like artsy child life specialists are really good at that. So like kind of their strength is, is that inpatient and more of those like longer term hospitalization. So I kind of feel like it's, it's about finding like your strengths and what you're good at kind of helps you figure out which area of the hospital you'll thrive in. Yeah. And then, um, I guess another question, uh, what advice would you give to students who, um, after listening to this, are interested in becoming a child life specialist? So there's a really great website, um, childlife.org, 
where you can get a ton of information, like exactly what Child Life is, like the education requirements to become a Child Life Specialist. Um, it has like almost, you know, any information you could need is probably on that website. Um, and also I would say if that's something you're interested in, definitely start trying to volunteer, get experience working with children um, because eventually you'll be applying for internships and a lot of the internship applications require you to have like 150 hours of volunteer experience with healthy children and like 150 hours of volunteer experience with, with um, sick children. And so the sooner you start volunteering, the easier it is to sort of to, to get some of that. And I know that the pandemic has made the volunteer hours extra challenging. And so I'm not exactly sure to be honest if they're, if they're kind of changing some of those requirements due to kind of what's happening in the world right now. But typically that's a, like a great place to start is just volunteering um, if you can and just kind of getting as much experience as you can, you know, with children. So that way, you can, and it also helps you decide like, is this really for me too? So you, cause you want to make sure that you enjoy it for sure. What's your favorite part of the job? Like, what do you like most enjoy about going to work? Oh, okay. I love like, um, seeing children kind of conquer their fears. Like a lot of times you can like see it happen before your eyes and it's like the coolest feeling ever. Um, and so that's probably my favorite part is like meeting a child and then being super terrified and then after just preparing them and supporting them and then being like successful in that procedure is um, really a cool feeling when they're like so proud of themselves, you know, that they were able to do that. That's just like, it's like the best feeling because you just see it happen for your eyes. So it's really cool. So I was just think you like helping kids realize their strengths and, and what they can overcome and, and also like some of the tricks that we teach them, some of these coping techniques is stuff that they can take with them. And so that's kind of a cool thing too. So that's probably my favorite part is just seeing them be so proud of themselves. Yeah. Um, and then kind of moving away from your career and more into like personal mm -hmm. is um, you have a family. So how do you balance work at the hospital and your family needs? So I would say like, at least in, in our child life world, like our team is really good at work-life balance. So we have different options for our schedules. So like, I've always been able to work like seven to two 30 or seven to three 30. And so it's been a nice schedule for my family because I'm usually home when my children get out of school. And so I would say our management has been really great about working with your schedule to kind of find what works for your family. So that's always been really helpful. Um, I'm trying to think, and then, you know, the other thing is, is like, we aren't expected, like we can share holidays, we rotate holidays. And so that's kind of nice. It's not like, you know, some in medical professions, you're expected to work almost every holiday. So I feel like with Child Life, it's nice that we're able to kind of share that responsibility amongst our team. So we all rotate and take turns. So that's helpful. Um, trying to think what else. Another thing is, is like our, whoever is like covering the emergency center, they are typically the ones who cover the evenings and weekends. And so, you know, that's helpful for me because so that way I can be home on the weekends and in the evenings with my family. So kind of we have different shifts depending on what area you work in. And so it's been nice that I've had a shift where I didn't have to work evenings or weekends. So 
kind of helped balance all of that for me. So, yeah. That sounds really refreshing compared to some of the other people we've talked to. It sounds like, you know, sometimes there are strains in the amount of time they get to spend with their family, which is kind of sad to hear, but it's, it sounds nice to have, it sounds nice that you have a work-life balance. Um, before we wrap up, uh, can you walk us through like a typical day in the life as a child life specialist? Like, what do you typically go through? What's your schedule like? Yeah, absolutely. So I usually get to work around seven or so. And we, and the first thing I'll do is I'll just kind of check the schedule for the day and I'll kind of see, you know, who's coming in, what their ages are, what the procedures are. Um, and some, and we also help out, we help cover, I help cover all of the outpatient clinics. And so I could be called to any of the clinics. And so Sometimes I don't exactly know where my day is going to take me, but I try to kind of make a general plan in my head. Oh, I need to check on these certain patients. And so then I'll just kind of go back to like the radiology area and I'll just kind of check in and catch patients, you know, as they come in. And so I'll just spend time just meeting them, introducing, you know, our services. And a lot of times I'll explain my role as like a teacher in the hospital. And so I can teach you about some of the things you're going to see while you're here today. And so that's sort of how I introduce myself. And so I just kind of meet all the different patients and help them, you know, understand what they're there to do. Mine is very procedure based. I'm mostly helping with procedures. Um, I don't get as much of an opportunity just for like normalization and play as like, I would say the inpatient unit does, but I'm mostly just kind of hopping from procedure to procedure. Um, and that includes, you know, sometimes we cover the emergency center. So if it's my day to cover the emergency center, I'm hopping over to the emergency center to help with procedures there as well. And there are definitely times throughout the day, like say there's a delay, then I might go and try to provide some normalization for that patient who is like waiting for hours. If, you know, we had something come up and they've been, their scan's been delayed for some reason. And so really it's just kind of checking in with all the patients that are coming in throughout the day. And of course we participate in like team huddles. So sometimes like the radiology team, like the whole medical team will have like little huddles and we can pop in to kind of big learn, you know, what's happening that day as well. Um, we also, you know, if it's a staff meeting day, we may have a, a meeting with just our child life team where we sort of, we have those like monthly. So just kind of depending, sometimes we have meetings that we have to go to as well. But I would say mostly, most of my time is spent just kind of hopping from procedure to procedure and then trying to chart at the end of the day. So we do chart in the medical record, similar to like nursing and doctors. And so then trying to get all of my charting done, which is my least favorite part because I don't like being at my desk. And so I have, I struggle with that at times because I'm, I like to be with patients. So, but that's kind of how I try to like wrap up my day is like doing all my charting and stuff. So, so yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed having you. Um, we really liked listening to your path of becoming a child life specialist and getting to hear your refreshing point of view on kind of what life in the hospital is like for you guys. Um, and we learned so much about what child life specialists do that we otherwise would not have known. So thank you. You're so welcome. This was fun. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> you guys have a good night. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stories Behind the Scrubs. If you haven't already listened to the last episode with pediatric oncologist, Dr. Monica Grimaches, set aside some time to check that out. 
If you look forward to hearing our next podcast, click the subscribe button and be sure to follow our Instagram at Stories Behind the Scrubs.